0: We are the number one podcast for self-empowerment, the go-to podcast for people that are tired of living as a lesser version of themselves and who are ready to make a change in their lives and those around them. If you're tired of kneecapping your growth and settling for less than you know you deserve, this is the podcast for you. We are way too spicy And this is the Success System Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Success System Podcast, brought to you by Way Too Spicy and you, our supporters. In our last episode, we wrapped up our series on the art of detachment and discussed how to reconnect with the world. If you haven't already heard the Art of Detachment series, we highly recommend that you check it out. But with that being said, let's jump into this week's topic. This week, we have a special episode for you as we are interviewing Akani, a.k.a. A.K. The Don. A.K. is a local Boston podcaster who is actively encouraging other creators, specifically black men, to find positive outlets for self-expression across various mediums. If you are looking for some extra motivation to start letting your creative expression shine, tap in and buckle up. Because this is the episode for you. And with that being said, let's jump into it. Akana, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you stand for?
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I'm a podcast host. I feel that, you know, it's important for us to just be able to verbalize how we feel and kind of be able to express ourselves, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially being a black man and feeling like I don't have that outlet, you know, that's something, been, that's something that's been big for me. And I just want to be able to be in a space where I can do that 100%, which I feel like I'm getting to. Yeah. And I think trying to also help people, like, I know I'm not there yet, but I think even along my journey, just kind of showing people, hey, like, I'm on this journey. I'm, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm trying as long as you're trying to. I think that makes a big difference. So, yeah, I think uh, it's just it's just important for us to kind of come together as a community. Like, we got to be able to have conversations about mental health, and I think a lot of it is happening more often. But, yeah, I just want us to be able to grow as a people um, creatively.
3: Yeah, and I love that. And, you know, we'd love to know, like, how did you get started doing that? Like, can you start us from the beginning? Like, what was the turning point? The decision, you know, the mental shift That kind of got you to that To the, to where you're at right now
2: Yeah, Um. so I was in school I went to school at Salem State And, you know, I, I was majoring in exercise science Well, first I started with athletic training Then I went to uh, exercise science But, you know, I'm doing that Because after high school, it's like Alright, well, you go to college mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, I'm 18 years old at the time I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life So that was just like Dang, what am I supposed to do? I guess I'll just do whatever my brother did. And I'm taking these classes and I'm like, yeah, no, nah, this isn't even for me. Like, I'm just here just because my mom wants me to be here. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I started to feel a little bit stuck and I feel like everything was kinda going bad, like with my classes. I'm like failing some of my classes. And then my roommate, my brother, he like uh man, like he put me onto Eric Thomas and I started listening to his speeches and stuff and I was like, mm-hmm. wow, like like he's really like he's really kind of making good points. And I feel like a lot of it was um well there was one in particular and it was he was pretty much saying, you know, you're in school because your mom wants you to be in school, but not because you want to be
3: there. Exactly. So yeah.
2: I was like, Wow, and I listened to that one every day. Like yeah. on repeat on my way to class, I was just like yeah, okay, like, you know, so what am I going to do to change that? So that's when, like, at the time I thought I wanted to make music, yep. but it helped me get through school because I was connected with not only my roommate but, like, some of my other boys that I met on campus. And, like, you know, we were just all working on music, hustling together. We put together, like, a project. Granted, it's, like, you know, it wasn't that good. But it was still like, you know, we came together and we worked on something. And it was dope to – To have that and, like, that brotherhood that we had, like, that, that would just, it felt amazing. Yeah. So that was, that was from there. And then, like, as I kept working on music, I think towards my senior year, that's when I kind of would do more of, like, I would post, like, motivational videos, like, just quick stuff, you know, just kind of help people get through the day. And then I had people reaching out to me, telling me I should start a podcast. But I was like, I don't really know nothing about podcasting, but... Then I started working at Guitar Center and I was like kind of around it more. So I was like, okay, let me just buy the stuff and, you know, like I'll I'll figure it out. So, you know, I did a little bit of research and then I was like, I would test it out with my boys, my roommates. I was like, okay, yeah, I I think I'm going to do it. It got to a point for me where I was at school. Working on music and feeling like I wasn't supported with the music and stuff, so I was like, okay.
3: What do you mean, like supported with the music? Like supported from your friends or yeah, from my
2: friends and like you know people I had on Instagram at the time. So I was just like, man, like people don't really care about Boss Art. but that was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. a lot of people are doing that. Yeah, a lot of people are complaining and stuff. So instead of complaining about it, let's make a difference. Mm -hmm. So started the podcast. Initially, to have it be centered around like motivation and and inspiration and stuff like that, but when that when I had that idea, I was like, okay, well, yeah, let me just interview all these people who make music and stuff, and let me build that bridge. Or like, you know, I might meet someone here and say, hey, like they work on music, I think you guys would sound good together, or something like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, I think that was kind of that was the definitely the starting point in terms of that, and then. Um, also during my senior year, I had a, I had a panic attack yep. and that was big for me because I didn't know anything about panic attacks. So that was like, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And like, can you,
0: can you walk us through like, what is a panic attack for audience members who don't know about that, mm-hmm. what it feels like or what it looks like?
2: Um, so well, for me it was like, I just felt overwhelmed. Like I literally, like I was in the bathroom and I was like, I was looking in the mirror and I was like, wow, like I'm about to graduate soon. Like, I have all these classes I still got to do. Like, I have projects and stuff. Like, I have to work on my music. So I was, like, it was just – everything was just hitting me at once. And I was, like, whoa. And then, like, my heart started beating really fast. And I was, like – I felt like I couldn't breathe. So I was, like – I just kind of – like, I didn't fall on the floor, but I kind of, like, sunk to the floor. And then I was, like – I was just laying there. I was just, like, whoa. Like, I don't know what's going on right now, but my body isn't, like, shocked. Like, I couldn't even move. Yeah. So I was a little scared. Um But I did reach out to one of my friends. Like, I didn't even, I'm doing, like, my boys are literally in the living room, like, just chilling, watching TV, whatever, and I didn't say a thing to them. Like, I came out the bathroom and just acted like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And then I told my friend, and, you know, she was like, oh, like, I think you had a panic attack. I was like, what? But then she was like, yeah, like, you should should try therapy and stuff like that. But I was like, I've never been exposed to stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think the closest thing to exposure I had was, um Charlemagne the God had wrote I think it was Minds playing tricks on me like one of his I think it was his second book um where he spoke on you know going to therapy and stuff and that was the closest thing I had but I was like oh like therapy is for people who have money or like you know wealthy people so but they had the services at my school so I went and I tried it out and I was like wow this is this is actually helpful mm-hmm. um it did help me feel a little bit better but um, it was towards the end of the school year, so I didn't really get that much, that much exposure, but yeah.
3: Can you go into details? Like, what did you guys talk about? What did, um, what helped you in that process? Like, just tell us a little bit about that experience. Cause you know, some others might be going through the same thing and don't have those resources. So mm-hmm. something you say may actually help them may not, but it's good to know the details and just have that, like a big picture.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, we started out, you know, talking about like what may have led up to it. Um, so I just kind of mentioned like being in school for, you know, a major that I don't really like, I guess, um, and not having like people I can talk to, um, or just kind of like, even like the past relationships I've had, like what, what was it that may play a role in how I act right now? It was a lot of like, oh, like tell me about your family dynamic and stuff like that. Why do you feel like you're in school? Like, what is it that you want to do, right, versus what you're actually doing? And I think, you know, just kind of having that, too, and, again, the fact that, you know, she was black, that also helped me feel more comfortable. But, yeah, it was just, like, relationship, like, tell me about your past relationships, um, you know, what? what is it that you want to do, but don't feel like you have the opportunity to.
3: Yeah, and did you come up with that answer, like, during that session, or—
2: Um, so I, well, at the time I, that's when I felt it was still music. Like I wasn't really set on podcasting, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it was kind of like, I have an idea, but you know, I was also, there was also a lot of doubt with it, you know, getting that from my mom of like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, there's no money in music unless you're like, uh, what you say? a conductor, but I was like, mm, nah, <laughs> you know, all, there's money all
0: around music, <laughs> yeah, it's Like,
2: you know, but, um, I, I think it, a lot of it was like, you know, just it being like older parents from like, you know, that set generation. Mindset. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. like, no, like if you want to do music, like something's wrong, like you're not, like you're not going to be successful with yeah. it. So, you know, it, it was, I think a lot of it was, you know, having it be, what is, how is that going to work out for you right now? Yeah. Like, If you're not bringing the money right now, you're not being successful. And I think that's what that's what kind of strayed me away from music a little bit because I was like, "Dang, like, yeah, I'm not making any money right now, so like, I can't be invested in it at all." So, but
3: you were unhappy, weren't you? Like, right? Like, I was right. And so you're like, you know, I'm gonna go follow that aspect. It's like, I got to make money, but you're still unhappy, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people go that same route, not realizing. It doesn't really matter about the money, right? You can find ways to make income, but at the same time, you need to find something that speaks to you because a lot of people don't realize you only get one life, (laughs) right? Like, and if you spent the whole time doing, you know, doing what everybody else wants you to do, Mm -hmm. you're going to regret at your deathbed looking back and saying, why didn't I do all of these things, right? Like, why didn't I chase my dreams? I don't care if I didn't make it. I just didn't chase it, right? Like, and, and I think- you learn a lesson really early on Because most people like They'll go through that But still like uh, You know Let me not take mm-hmm. the actions Right And so I do applaud you for taking action And, and just kind of going with the flow And just trusting the process More than anything Because right Nobody has a set plan for life mm-hmm. And it's just impossible To plan out that far you Exactly It just doesn't work that way Yeah
2: Yeah that was uh, That was a big thing And I felt like I felt that pressure To have everything yeah. Planned out mm-hmm. Like as soon as I got to school and and all that, and even like leaving school, like oh, what's next? Na- I, I don't know, like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was um that was a big part of it, but yeah, I think um I don't know, it it was helpful. Yeah. yeah,
0: I I applaud you for that also for you know making that transition and really following your passions. Um, can you talk to us about about what it was like to transition from music to podcasting and how did your, your friends or your, your close family and friends, how did they receive that, right, seeing that you were m- making that switch up?
2: Mm. Uh, so I feel that uh, I will say one of my friends, like I met her at Salem State as well, um, Kaya. She kind of, she was there like the whole time. Shout like. out to Kaya. <laughs> yeah, shout out to her. Because <laughs> like even when I was working on music, like I would send her beats and I know they weren't always the best, but, you know, she was still kind of hype me up and stuff. So I appreciated that. But in terms of going out and like kind of meeting people, I feel like it wasn't too far off. But when I was podcasting then I was like I feel like I was a lot more open because I was going out to like the events in Boston. So yeah. I was meeting people and networking. And anytime I went somewhere, she was there with me, like meeting people and all that stuff. So
3: she was like your support system. Exactly. Yeah. So,
2: you know, that was that was huge for me. And I know for me, like if I go out somewhere like, chances are, I'm probably not going to talk to people. But, you know, when she was there, it kind of helped me feel, like, more comfortable. So I was like, okay, like, even if I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go. She's like, no, go talk to them. Yeah. So, you know, she she really did push me, and, like, she still doesn't now. Like, she's still, I'll say, like, you know, one of the biggest supporters I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and, like, you know, kind of keeping around. So, um, yeah, I would say... I wasn't really worried about anybody else, like what yeah. they thought, because Good. because I had her. So I was just yeah. like, you know, she's she's there for me. She's supporting me, and yeah, we we ended up going to a lot of events. I think it was the summer, summer after we graduated in twenty nineteen. Like every, pretty much like every event in Boston that there was, like with people performing and stuff. Like we were there, like just kind of meeting people and saying, oh, like you work on music? I have a podcast, so you yeah. know, just kind of creating that um. Uh, creating that groundwork, I guess, was yeah that that was very big. So,
3: I don't think we mentioned it. What's the name of your podcast?
2: So my my podcast is named Don Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, from, AK the Don. You know, I, I just feel like Don was also like a boss, but that kind of came about like through Big Sean. That's like a big, it was a big inspiration for mm-hmm. me. So one of his nicknames is Sean Don. So like um, okay, he sees himself as a boss. That's kind of. How I align myself to not being like not putting him on a pedestal, but just kind of agreeing with, you know, how he defined what it means to be a boss and like, you know, to take care of your family and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, like let me tie those two together. And I just wanted to be able to kind of give gems or, you know, have people on the show who could, you know, provide information as well that would help someone else.
3: Yeah. And I love what you did there because a lot of people are afraid to do this is but you stole someone else's beliefs and ideas made it part of you and it's mm-hmm. helped become like your identity right exactly. nobody owns anything right yeah. nobody mm-hmm. owns any idea idea belief or anything you pick the ones that work for you and you keep it with your identity mm-hmm. more than anything so I you know yeah. I love that you did that not yeah. knowing that like hey i'm I'm doing all these things right. but I'm just like <laughs> kind of going with the flow and yeah. trusting myself more than anything
2: exactly yeah. Yeah.
1: can you tell us a little bit about the transition because i know you said you're you're very big on now just really helping people get that creative expression. And for you, that started with music. It seems now more you're moving more towards a, the mental health space, especially with the writing um, on your jacket. Mm-hmm. Love it. If you, obviously, if you can't see it, it says, black men, it's okay to not be okay. Facts. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you tell us just a little bit more about that aspect of your journey?
2: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to show him out first. This is uh, my guy, Kizzle, Express Yourself Black Man this is uh he has a huge platform and I got this from him I was like yeah this is this is what I need but um yeah so in terms of the you said the journey okay so I ended up going back to therapy um it's probably been about a year now so I'm very proud of myself um so yeah I've, I've been in therapy for about a year and I feel that you know it's just been helpful to kind of have someone else I can talk to because I've always been big on you know I don't want to just vent to my friends or like put my problems on my friends Uh so yeah let me have someone else who is literally like this is what they went to school for like let me hear what's wrong and you know i'll give you ways to try and fix it um so i think that's been a big piece and i've been trying to you know take his words and and move like Okay, I hear what he said. Let me not just say, "Oh, yep," like just agree with him. Like, no, let me actually put your words into action. Yeah, and I think a lot of it shows in the space I work with. So I work with kids who have all experienced trauma. So you know, I'm like, dang, like these these are kids, and I feel that, you know, if I had a program like this when I was younger, I could have been, I might have been in a different space. Who knows? But like, I think it's still dope, you know, to. For kids between like middle school, I think it goes from like, they're like six to 11. You know, I feel like that's a a very beautiful age range to really help kids kind of give them the tools and social skills they need to really progress in life. So I think, you know, just kind of being there and having them like creating a space for them where they can feel comfortable to talk about whatever is going on with them. Um, You know, that's, that's also been a very important piece of how I feel that, you know, I've I've been improving myself because, you know, I can't just like I don't want to yell at kids like I want to be able to say, OK, like you're doing something because of something else like this mm. is the way you act might be a trauma response. Yeah. And like me, obviously, like I can't just yell at you because that doesn't help anything. Yeah. Right. doesn't solve anything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of us will I, I won't say a lot of us, but, you know, like I'll speak for me when I know I was growing up, and some of the kids I see, like they'll be doing stuff just to get under your skin. I know that's what I was doing, so you yeah. know I was getting yelled like I would get yelled at by my by my mom. So mm. you know, but I feel that now, like you can have the conversation with them and you know be able to kind of get to the root of the problem yeah. without having to to raise your voice. Yeah, I, I would say like working with working with kids has kind of helped. Me progress along my journey as Which well. What's your journey? Yeah. I was going to
3: ask you. So, um, what would you say was like the biggest change that you saw in yourself using these tools in your life? Mm. Right?
2: Um, I think it's just not responding right away because I feel that, mm. you know, mm, yeah. it's always like I've always been that person. Like, if someone said something, it's like I have to, I have to fire back. Come back. Yeah. To. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I was actually tested this week uh, with something, and, you know, the person just, kept dropping like slick stuff in and I was like, you know what? I'm not even not even gonna do it. Like I would rather remove myself from a situation mm-hmm. now, like than to say anything because I know I don't want to say anything that I might regret. So yeah. I just prefer to yeah. like all right, let me take space. Um, you know, kinda clear my mind and then I'll come back with a, a clear conscience and like, okay, like. Yeah, that's a good level it. of
0: self awareness, too, oh, yeah. right? Because to say you're going to choose how you want to respond versus to react is so much easier said mm-hmm. than yeah. done, but it is possible to be done. Um, so I applaud you for that because. It, it's challenging when someone keeps triggering you and they know they're triggering mm-hmm. you and you're consciously trying to raise your awareness yeah. and go higher when they're trying to go low. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, props yeah. to you for that, it, it honestly. Take, it takes strength. It does, it does <laughs> no, it right? It's one thing for you to be hearing the lessons, right, and actually applying them. Yeah. It's a whole nother ball yeah, game. Yeah, So yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you're kind of passionate about impacting Youth and like the mental health world. Mm-hmm. Like, is that something you would see and you see yourself in the future working with um, young boys and girls yeah. in the black and brown community?
2: Most definitely. Um, like, I like the job where I'm at. I feel that, you know, I, we were talking earlier yep. about like, you know, a potential, a potential um, like mentorship program. Mm. So, you know, that's something I would really enjoy kind of starting because it, it is important. You know, like I said, like if I were if I were to have a program like the one I work at, things might have been a, a little different. I think uh, you know, it's important to really, you know, not force people to go to school. Like especially. For like college it, or are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. For, yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. college, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um just because, you know, if they w- if they want that experience, then by all means. Yeah. But yeah. I think if they're like absolutely oh, I don't know what to what I want to do for the rest of I don't think college is really the way just because it's like, well, one, you know, if you go to school, you got to take out loans. And yeah, uh, you're
3: making a decision at 18, unaware of the consequences that may come from it. Exactly. So
2: for me, I'm like something that I feel like I would want to do is like, yeah, like I would push my kids to go to like a trade school or something like that, because at trade school, you can learn skills that are Literally, they, like, they the always, bills. always needed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's always going to be a need for a plumber, electrician, all that stuff. So, you know, I think a lot of people kind of look down on those jobs, but it's, like, those are the ones, like, you can really, you can start out entry level and, like, still be doing good for yourself. And then you can turn that into you creating a whole business for yourself, yeah. which is, like... Even better because yep. it's it's always better to you know to own. We we shouldn't we shouldn't shy away from trade schools and and stuff like yeah. that. Like yeah. I think and I honestly, agree
0: because there really yeah. is no one way of success, right? Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. someone might view success as going to college and then getting a high earning job, right? Whereas for us, we might view success as going the opposite way in the sense of going to trade school or working on our own skill set and building a business, whatever the case may be. Did I cut you off. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> I was
3: I'm gonna add on to yours. Like I challenge you a little bit, right? Not just to. Even even focus just on trade school. Really, just challenge them to focus on finding purpose or passion or yeah. things that they would want to do. And if it happens to be trade school, great. If it has to be college, great. If it happens to do this, great. But the thing is, giving you know, starting the conversation of yeah, let's just not it's like oh, you have to be a doctor, you have right. to be a lawyer, right? Like these the, the the big name careers like you have to be this. No, nah, we got to stop that conversation because not everybody's going to be a doctor, not everybody's going to be a lawyer, not everybody's going to be an accountant. We got to talk about okay, where the skill sets that. You know you're you're you find a natural shine towards right because mm-hmm. I think school is trying to make us all average when we all are special in something right and yeah. so it's kind of finding that thing out and then going and chasing it with full passion and, and purpose more than yeah.
2: anything so yeah no I, I definitely agree Um because yeah on the flip side you know if you if you have an idea of like what you want to do you know you could like, if you want to go to school, then, like, I'm, I'm all means, that, do you, you think? know? Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, like, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, like, it's important to, you know, to find something, like, to to kind of live with a purpose, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, that's and, just, just,
3: and going yeah. off, like, I don't think it has to be, you know, something that you're making. Like, this has to be the thing that you're making a career off exactly. of, right? Like, you can yeah. find other things that just give you meaning to your life, whatever exactly. that may be. Yep.
0: Yeah, I think one thing that really, that, they don't ask the youth a lot or enough is who are you, right? Like who are you right now mm-hmm. and who do you want to be separate from how much money you're going to make separate from career separate from titles, right? It's really getting to the core root of an individual, right? Cause I could be someone who is shy but I say I want to be the president one day and it's like, mm. but if no one ever really asked me these things to help me cultivate that personality, those skill set, how will I ever get there? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and I think one question i also like to add that doesn't get asked enough, especially to kids, is what type of person do you want to be? Yeah. Where right? mm. I feel like everyone's like, what do you want to be? And it's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. It's like, yeah. all right, great job. Keep keep going, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> but what type of doctor do you want to be? Right? Uh, and, and, I and don't I, know. And I don't mean like <laughs> what specialty you want to specialize in, yeah. but what I really mean is what impact are you looking to have as a doctor and what do you see that impact contributing both to yourself and back to society? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that, that kind of goes into what Amadeus was saying in how a lot of systems really try to, mold us all into replaceable sames, right? And what I, I know it sounds kind of weird to say, but how I kind of see my it's Like, they want us all to be exactly the same and have the same knowledge in the same areas. So if you don't do it, he'll do it. If you yeah, exactly. won't do it, I'll do it. I won't yeah. do it, he'll do it, right? Mm-hmm. And all this is doing is just making you replaceable while helping you really, like, stifle out your creative fire, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Where there's not enough... Creative outlets, where it's like, okay, you want to be a doctor, but why do you want to be a doctor? It's like, okay, what type of doctor do you want to be? I don't, I, I, mean, I hope you don't want to just have a white coat and just you know go look in people's mouths, mm. right? <laughs> if you do, cool, right? Yeah. You, but, don't, you don't got to be a doctor to have a white coat. Like, facts, <laughs> like, maybe you want to be a holistic doctor, right, and really practice Eastern medicine, and really just be something that you wish that you would have had in the world. Yeah, right? I know. Growing up, that was something that I was very passionate. about it's Like I wanted to be the person that I wish I had had as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. I feel like I think I think it's a very common feeling experience. I just don't think it's talked about enough. Not
3: at all. Yeah, Yeah. Not at all. It's like you don't really have the people to look up to. And especially if you are introverted, they just think you're weird. Yeah. Right? Like they don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't even try to get to know you, what's going on in your mind. They're just like, oh, there's something wrong with them. Just kind of yeah. leave them to the side. And that doesn't help anybody, right? you got to actually have conversations and not make assumptions about yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. about other people. But I know it's easier to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just make an assumption. Let's put them in this box. Let's put them in that corner. So I get it, right? But, you know. I think we were talking about it the other day. Is like nobody wants to do the hard things, nope. no, right? they don't. And I get it.
1: They're hard. They're hard. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. They're hard. But it's
0: through the hard things when you get to the good times. Exactly. And you just know who you are. Exactly. Yeah. It's absolutely worth it exactly. every
1: time.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: But can you tell us a little bit more about your own creative expression now? I feel like you're in a very pivotal stage in your journey, right? It's like you've talked to us about a couple of turns you've made along your journey to really becoming who you are now, but can you tell us about how you see your current project, your current trajectory taking you? Mm -hmm. Like, I know you mentioned like further down the pipeline again, that mentorship program. Can you tell us about like, what are the things that you would ideally like to accomplish before you introduce that Mm -hmm. mentorship program? Um,
2: Well, one, I think uh, it starts a lot with myself. Like I think being able to properly communicate and, you know, having the social skills, just being able to be comfortable comfortable around people in general mm-hmm. because that is something that I do struggle with. But I think that's the that's most important. Like I want to have myself – I want to have Akani internally like in a good space to where I'm confident in myself. Like I'm not – like I'm 100% secure or at least like, you know, really secure within myself like Mm -hmm. at all times yeah um i think that's a very a very important part before i do like anything else i do want a family and stuff like that yeah but i feel that before i get there like i really have to kind of break myself down and kind of all right like how do we fix what was broken and stuff like that and kind of repair do all that stuff how do i navigate situations moving forward like how do i interact with people. Um I think that's that's really where it starts. Yeah, I'm just thinking like internally like yeah. that's uh, yeah. so that's like the first like thing. Self.
3: Yeah, it's you want to work on yourself first more yeah. than anything. And and I was going to ask you like why is that important to you to be like that communicative, learn these skills and just expand yourself as an individual.
2: Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of it is I'm still just like I don't want to be around people. Like I want to be able to communicate. I don't know how to properly communicate with people, so mm-hmm. that's why I don't want to be around them. Mhm. And I feel that it's important to me because it's something that I never was able to talk about. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's just important. I never had the skills. I never grew up really seeing people who had great skills um, around that. Mm-hmm. And still, some of my interactions today are like, I would just prefer not to talk at all than to be around something that's just negative. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just want to be in a good space for, for myself. That's yeah. just... That's, that's the most like, important. Yeah, that's yeah. my personal goal. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah,
3: and I love that. Because you, you got to start with you, right? Yeah. That's really the journey. You start with you, and everything else changes. Mm-hmm. And, right? Because people try to change the outside first. When you haven't changed the inside, yeah. how can you get the outside to change if you're still the same person? Mm-hmm. Right? You're getting the same things because you are the person that you are
2: right now. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And in order to change the inside, it starts with the thoughts that you have, yeah. how you speak to yourself, yeah. and the actions that you carry out.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's a. That is another thing, too. I feel like um you know a lot of my thoughts were negative like they're much better now but there are still times where I'm like dang do I even still want a podcast like your podcast, like it doesn't get a whole lot of downloads it doesn't get a lot of play so you know I'm thinking about that self like telling myself like there have been times where I tell myself that I'm not that good Mm -hmm. so like you said it starts you know with the thoughts and for me to kind of have those, like, I don't want to be able to, I don't want to do that, like, at all. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have any self doubt. I have to be like, even if my podcast isn't the best, I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm still yeah. doing it. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a lot of what I'm starting to do now. Like, just, I really don't care about what everyone else is doing. I'm not trying to do what everyone else is doing. I'm, yeah. I'm doing what I want. you want to do. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes me feel comfortable. It makes me feel good. And I know that even putting out um, content from yesterday, I'm, like, I felt good about doing that because yeah. I did it. Yeah. Like, that's, I worked hard, and granted, I, I did wake up early to get it done, but, yeah, I woke up early, and I, I got that stuff done. Hey. Like, so, you know, that made me feel good, and I was, like, okay, like, I got it. You know, it's just, it is a lot of, you know, reminders. and But I do give myself grace as well because yes. I'm, like, you know, that's something that's hard for me to do as well. Cause I'm just like I'm so hard on myself. I'm like, yeah, oh, you got to do this. You got to, but it's like, man, you work hard. Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. So, yeah.
3: um, no, you're not alone. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like that. The, you know, our Mark my have been like that. But it's all about you are not giving up on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. It's like you're going to continue to work on yourself. You're going to continue to grow. Because at the end of the day, it defines what being a human is, is that we can change, right? Mm -hmm. Animals can't change, right? They're stuck in their instincts. But we as humans, we can change. We only have to decide if we want to change. Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
1: Without a doubt. And while we're on the topic of really changing the words you tell yourself and the thoughts that you have, the thoughts that you really allow to take space in your head. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and talk to a younger AK, what message would you give yourself from then as the man that you are today?
2: Mm. Um, I would tell myself, man, like, yo, you're a beautiful kid. Like, yeah. although, you know, you were like misbehaving and stuff, like that was just based on your trauma response, but like, that's not who you are. Like you're, you're a great kid. And I think you are able to like brighten up a room, like just kind of speak life into myself um, or like, you know, give myself like affirmations mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you're enough. Like, although, cause I, I have, I'm a middle child. Mm-hmm. So feeling like I'm left out and stuff like that, that was, that was big for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I think just kind of giving myself that reminder like you're not you're not disliked because you're the middle child like you're still loved and everything like you're you're enough you're wholesome you're you know just
3: <laughs> I don't He's know speaking your yeah. truth man yeah. that, your that's, truth. that's what it is man like, I love I would it just,
2: I would just speak beautiful words like in terms of you know who you are as a person like you're not defined by your grades or how you act at home like yeah. You're you're still a, a good person, like don't, don't let because you're getting yelled at, like, that doesn't define who you are. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I love that. And honestly, I want to open up that question to the audience members who are listening, right? It's like if you're sitting at home or in your car, and you're listening to this right now, I challenge you to answer the same question that AK just answered, right? And it's like imagine that you are speaking to that younger version of yourself and tell yourself all the things you wish. There was someone there to tell you, yeah. right? Because that inner child is always listening, right? That mm-hmm. inner child is listening to you as you look, as you play this podcast. They're mm-hmm. listening to you when you're having those negative thoughts. They're listening to you as you have that internal battle trying to combat that negative dialogue. But I think a lot of people they never, they never realize that it's never too late to speak to your inner child, right? Yeah. Because you're carrying your inner child forward with you every single day and every single moment that yep. you live, yep. right? So really giving your inner child that solitude and that validation and really that pure self-acceptance that a lot of us wish we had as children Mm
2: -hmm.
3: because you're not gonna get it from anybody else but yourself yeah Yeah. that's once you realize that it's like you don't need to seek outward validation from other people you get it from you Mm -hmm. you know i think that's the most important i think you know what you were saying about the inner child's always listening right kind of like you were saying it's like that inner child is the doing the trauma response Mm -hmm. right you are responding because when you were a kid you made labels about yourself you told yourself stories about yourself you said like like you were talking about like i'm the middle child they don't you know they're not gonna pay attention to me they don't mm-hmm. there's there's not that care but you know as a kid you don't you don't really know right? right like you don't know what's going through your mom's mind you don't know what's going through your dad's mind you don't know, you don't know what problems they're dealing with because they're still human <laughs> man, <laughs> right
2: man i
3: No, go I, ahead it seems like you got something <laughs> on your mind yeah, go ahead
2: because no, I, I was watching a podcast and i swear like that's That's what we're, like, that's what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, they were like, you know, certain, the guy was like, oh, like, he felt like parents had favorites and stuff. But Mm -hmm. uh, the response to that was, you know, sometimes it might just be that a certain child might bring up, like, I might have, by me misbehaving, I might have triggered something within my mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, something that she never dealt with Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I think that was, like, when I heard that, I was like, wow, like, I never even thought about that yeah. like yo i might have unknowingly like triggered my mom yeah. by you know my actions and stuff yeah. so God. yeah that that just kind of that's the first thing that popped yeah. in my head but yeah that i was love one. that
3: you shared that because i like, yeah. it's looking at it from that perspective they never did the healing right yeah. I, I most adults probably never that most adults have not done the healing yeah right mm-hmm. let's just be honest like most people have not looked at themselves and really like look at themselves and like you said you know your parents might get Triggered. And I, and I agree with you. Like, I see that in my own parents, right? They're getting triggered from their own, you know, yeah. childhood experience. And I don't know anything about it, right? Cause most, I mean, my experience with my parents, they don't talk about their childhood, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, you know, they talk about bills, yeah. <laughs> they talk about other people, yeah. gossip and stuff, but they never talk about themselves and what they went through. And and all I hear from them is like, I don't want you to go through what I went through, right? Yeah. And I think that's but the... you don't know
0: what they went through. Exactly,
3: yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly yeah. right? Like, that That doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. I get it, right? Like, if you don't know, you don't know, right? Like, you, you need the awareness to know so then you can address the issue.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. But do you have any final thoughts or any... Final words of encouragement that you'd like to leave our audience with, AK?
2: Um, I would just say, you know, if you have the opportunity to, you know, to try therapy, um, it, it's a beautiful thing. Like, if it's something that you've even, like, been contemplating a little, like, I would encourage it. Because that's how it started for me. Like, I was just, I was just like, man, just thinking about it, thinking about it, and then being exposed to it. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Like, let me just go ahead and, like, just try it out. And I was like, I haven't looked back since, so... Mm-hmm. It's been a beautiful journey, Um, but whether it's not therapy, like, you know, if it is like, uh, I know journaling is big for people or some form, like being able to at least write it down or even if you could record yourself, like record yourself, talking to yourself and, you know, just kind of get it out. I think that's a big thing. Like, I don't like to bottle stuff in anymore. I really don't. Um, But I think that's, that's something that a lot of people do like as a response, but they don't really understand it but yeah just find find some sort of outlet to you know help yourself feel comfortable to to regulate in in any form but yeah that's that's all i got
1: i love that and can you let the audience know where they can connect with you
2: yes uh so my i'm solely on instagram um at ak the dawn underscore um and the podcast page is a Don Talk E N T underscore. So um that's where I post like all my videos and clips from the podcast.
1: Honestly, I love that. And guys, if you're listening to this and you resonate, please reach out to AK. As you can see, he's here for you. He wants to help you really rekindle that creative expression, that creative expressive fire that's dormant inside of you. So reach out to him. And of course, as always, you can reach out to us. You can find us on our podcast page at the success system podcast you can find us on instagram at success system podcast on tiktok at the ss podcast we can reach out to us individually personally you can find me on instagram and tiktok at i am coach dt that is d as in dave t as in thomas
3: uh you can find me on ig as coach amadeus a-m-a-d-e-u-s
0: and you can find me on Instagram at I am Sherry J. That is S H E R R I J.
1: As always, this has been the Success System Podcast. We are way too spicy, and we will see you next time.
0: Keep it spicy. Mic drop. Bada. We want to take a moment to thank you, our supporters, for your continued support. Your support helps us keep creating valuable content and serving our audience. If you believe in our mission and would like to contribute to our cause, please consider making a donation. Your contribution will go a long way in helping us continue to produce high-quality content and to reach more people with our message. Every donation counts, no matter how small. It's your support that allows us to keep creating high-quality content that inspires and motivates people to succeed. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to support us, please consider donating at least one dollar. That's less than the cost of your daily cup of coffee or your daily commute, but it can make a huge difference in helping us to keep the podcast going. To donate, simply click on the link at the bottom of this episode's description. Thank you for your generosity and support. Remember, we're always looking for feedback and suggestions from you, our audience. If there's a topic you would like us to cover or a guest you would like us to interview, please don't hesitate to reach out to us.